Pints and Pies podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Pies podcast. Tights and I didn't have a song ready. I didn't even try to think of one. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Lovell or Nothing, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, my client, the Kelkerer of Kelkerers, <laughs> Lindsay Kelk. I appreciated that. Thank you. I'll take it. Sure, that was the... I don't know if anyone Ooh. wants to be the Kelkerer of the Kelks, but I mean... Someone's gotta, right? So that's whew. right. <laughs> Somebody me. has to. Well, you know, we have a whole lot of AEW to talk about. They just had their double or nothing pay per view and had a really eventful edition of Dynamite. Let's break down all of Saturday's wrestling action. Adam Page, Matt Hardy, and the Elite beat the Inner Circle in a stadium stampede match. By the way, there used to be a, a line you could call. It was a phone service called Tell Me. Nice. And you would call and uh, it would summarize things that happened at wrestling events, like Raw and <laughs> like SmackDown at the so time. Happy. It would be like, Matt Hardy drilled Edge with a suplex. They would stuff stuff like that <laughs> in it. <laughs> like somebody we... wrote, they watched it, wrote it. Somebody who didn't understand wrestling wrote it for another person who didn't understand wrestling to read it. But that's Are my, you like, suggesting that we should start up that same service again yeah. and, and provide it for the people? For the princely yeah. sum of four ninety nine a minute. John Moxley drilled Brody Lee with a rest hold <laughs> for the win. Oh, as long as uh, you yeah, misenunciate Mox- everything, it'll be great. Just put the emphasis on the wrong part of every word and it'll be fine. <laughs> every time you say a Japanese move, it will be incredible. Anyway, the Inner Circle lost in their stadium stampede match. Moxley retaining the world championship over Mr. Brody Lee by referee stoppage. Cody won the inaugural TNT championship after beating Lance Archer. That belt is hideous. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It looks no. like Well, it's not finished. It looks like a a placeholder belt. It is a placeholder belt. They they've announced that it's a placeholder belt. It will it will be finished post pandemic. The thing that I really enjoyed was when they gave it to Cody and he looked at it and I'm just I know he definitely saw it before the match, but a look he gave the belt was not, oh my God, this is everything I've ever wanted, everything I've worked towards, everything I've dreamed of. It was like, oh, fuck. Like, it's like, they, they could, <laughs> I could have just done it myself. This is the chrysalis belt. It will turn into a beautiful butterfly <laughs> in mere months from now, in, in only 14 years from today. All of their titles to me look almost exactly the same. I mean, the no ladies' title isn't made for women, it's made for pixies. They lean so hard into, these are the territory days, including yeah. the, this is what belts look like for ladies. They get smaller <laughs> belts because they're yeah. ladies, even just not scaled down a little bit. No, Here's it's a teeny miniature. tiny. I don't, I don't think we need to get into the metaphor of that belt and their division, but we'll do that later. Yeah. But yeah, the, I love the, the heavyweight belt. I love the main belt. But um, yeah. I, yeah, this TNT belt's... Oof, oof. I, I'm, I'm thrilled to see what it's going to look like. Elsewhere, on Double or Nothing, MJF beat Jungle Boy, Dustin Rhodes picking up the win over Sean Spears. A newly debuting Brian Cage won the casino ladder match for a world title 
opportunity. Give me the 411 on Brian Cage. He's a machine. That's his thing that he says. <laughs> He's That's a machine. Um, and sometimes he looks quite like Wolverine. And that's definitely the natural physique of an adult mid thirties man. That's what I know about. Do you know, I've seen him a million times on the indies. I've seen, he's been around the Southern California scene a, a ton. I've seen him a bunch right. of times. He always puts on a great show. I didn't know who I wanted to win. I was watching that match and it started and I was really enjoying it. I'm like, this is fun. They're telling good stories. They're doing interesting stuff with the ladders. It's so hard to do these days. But I really didn't know who I wanted to win. Because I'm like, who here is a legitimate contender? I, do, I really don't know. And then as soon as he came out, I was like, oh my God, he has to win. He has to win. And I'm not even mad about it. Like, I, I might have been, if the storytelling had been set up differently or if it had been someone else, I don't know. I might have felt like having the person who was debuting win the whole thing was a little bit lame. But I actually thought they told a great story with him, with everyone immediately reacting to him like he was a supreme threat. You know, matches like this, which is basically it's a money in the bank ladder match. Mixed with a Royal Rumble. It's crazy. They make sense when you have a bunch of middle tier wrestlers who are ready to ascend to, to the main event. Yeah. And, but it feels like the to the extent that AEW does sort of divide itself up into divisions. They've done a very good job with their tag division. Yeah. We'll get to the women's division updates in a moment because we can't skip. This is like a double shot of of your, of your signature segment. So excited. But their single scene feels so muddled yep. that really the way they've been building the main event is like it really is territory stuff. Like here comes Brody Lee, who has not been on AEW at all, mm-hmm. has not wrestled a single match. But he's brought in and within two matches is catapulted into yeah. the main event. So they're just bringing in people. They're feeding Moxley, it feels like, just to make him look stronger. There's nothing wrong with that. But it that also makes it make less sense to have a match of all these guys with how they've set it up. Why not have Brian Cage win? Why not yeah. have the person who has never appeared on television before earn the title shot? Because... There doesn't really appear to be a strong ranking system like they've reinforced with the tag in the women's division. Yeah. They do Why keep not? saying that ranking system does exist. And I saw they yeah. updated it recently. But I'm like, maybe we let that go now, guys. Maybe we just we, say that was a cute idea. And much like Brandy being a voodoo priestess of some kind, maybe we let that go. I don't know. Again, because it's the other Wednesday night program, I think about the introduction of the North American Championship in NXT yeah. where they did a, a six or eight man ladder match. For that title, rather than an entire tournament. Yeah. The, the tournament in AEW obviously existed to build up Lance Archer, but yes. to really put a title well, to build on up Cody. Lance Archer and then to have him lose clean. And uh, then have him, <laughs> yeah, have him lose in a match that is important. That, to me, would make more sense. Take the guys who you... Help help us understand what your mid-card is. Because it all feels so muddled. Their singles division still feels very muddy. It doesn't really, there isn't a way for me to see who is obviously in the main title picture, who is obviously in a mid-card picture. And I think that's because ultimately it's still a relatively small roster. Like people like to attack WWE for having too many people on the bench, which I understand you don't get to see your faves and then you get to see people you don't enjoy all the time, depending on who's someone else's favorite at the time. But you Mm -hmm. need that depth of roster to be able to move people in and out to make other people feel important to create multiple stories. And if I'm just seeing best friends in every kind of match, if I'm seeing Trent versus 
whoever's heavyweight champion at the time, I'm seeing Orange versus whoever's TNT champion, and I'm seeing them compete as a tag team as well. It makes it quite murky, and I don't know where they really sit. I fully expected Cody to win, but because he has been so out and proud and publicly the face, the business face of AEW, not just a wrestler, but he has very openly said, this is my company. Yeah. Even though I knew he was going to win and I kind of wanted him to win and I like him, it really tested my willing suspension of disbelief on this one. When he was doing his speech and when he won the belt and looked so happy, it was one of the few times I've been able to be like, well, you knew you were getting it, dude. When Tony Khan thinks of AEW and he thinks about making a merit-based wrestling company, a bell-to-bell-based wrestling company, naturally, he's going to want to recruit the best wrestlers in the whole world. So I wasn't the uh, first called. And I wasn't second called. I wasn't even the third called. But it doesn't bother me. And if there is a tinge of bother, it is absolved by the fact that in my right hand is the TNT Championship. And I am the very first champion of America's greatest network. And I don't know why, because it's not like I'm mad at him for anything. But it really was difficult for me to just accept it and enjoy it as a pure wrestling moment. There is an aspect to which AEW feels like the Cody Rhodes and Friends show. Yeah. And that's not to say it's not enjoyable. It's not to say that Cody isn't super talented both in the ring and on the mic. He cut a fantastic promo Wednesday night. But it also feels it, it makes for me personally as a viewer makes everybody else on the roster feel less than including a guy like yeah. Kenny Omega yes. which is such a huge deal that he's regularly on American TV which he he never has I been I know which is all we wanted and he feels like an afterthought that I barely see yeah almost feels to me like a prop in the Adam Page storyline which is yeah way more interesting to watch him to I I'm very excited for the very special episode of AEW dynamite that's coming up at some point where they all read the letters they wrote for him yeah um well and i but, think even when kenny and adam page break up which will be inevitable and then we have to have that feud that feels to me like another another stumbling block in the way of me getting the kenny that i want so yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying sorry i went off on my kenny jag because i love him and it makes me so sad that i don't have my six star kenny as often as i would like no i i'm I set you up for that, and I, I 100% agree with it. But let's let's talk about, uh, for Saturday night, give us an update, a very exciting update, on the women's division at AEW. We'll talk Saturday night only, then we'll shift to Wednesday night. That's the countdown theme tune. I don't know why I did that. Sorry, um, British sure. viewers. Oh, my God. Hal, there were two. Yes. There were two women's matches. There were what? two. It was on my television for roughly 18 hours, the entire event. <laughs> But they managed to fit in one very brief women's match, which was fine, and one very, very, very good women's main event title match, uh, which, mm -hmm. for my money, horsies aside, because who can compete with a horsey, uh, mm -hmm. was my favorite match of the night. I absolutely loved the Sheeta-Nyla Rose match. I loved it. I, it had my attention throughout. It was brutal. 
it was uh, magnificent. It told a story. It showed the frustration of Sheeta. It made her. I think it was Sheeta's coming out party. I mean, mm-hmm. we've we've talked about her so much here, where we've been like, she's great though. She's great though. But at the same time, you're kind of like, but what is she doing? I don't know. Um, and in this match, she really just came to win, and win she did. Yay! We she found another gear. She did. She got some. She got a new outfit, which was nice, and also another gear of operating. I like her getting the win. She's been so visible on TV for the past several months, including like being the number one contender for what felt like twelve years. Yeah, roughly ever. So, uh, she looked great, and then I loved her match. Uh, shifting to Wednesday, and I loved her match with Christy Janes because she gave Christy Janes off it. Like her identity as a champion is. She's going, she can take punishment and then just dish more of it out. Yeah. Yeah. She, and and she makes a, people look great. Exactly. Um, I think without wanting to, I, I say this every time I have to do this, without wanting to compare her to a male wrestler, but again, we're still working with limited female wrestlers. She does very much remind me of a Kenny Omega who is coming out to do a thing. She's going to be amazing at what she does, but for her to be amazing, it doesn't mean that her opponent has to suck. She will bring out the best in her opponent. She will make her opponent look like they were a real threat throughout, but she still bested them because she's that good. I didn't know who was going to win the Nyla Rose Sheeta. I really didn't know who was going to win. Mm-hmm. And throughout the match, it kept changing. And I, she kept me guessing. I really appreciate it. I think she's such a star. It makes it mean more when you win. Yes. You're building a, a more robust roster and somebody you can face again. That's like, the. I feel like that is the best possible outcome of a match. Yeah. I mean, you look at is Becky Is that you Oscar. watch it and say, I want to see them fight again. I think that's why it worked when Becky handed the title over to Oscar because she made a point of saying, you know, you took me closest time and time again. And that was true. Like all of their matches... It could have gone either way. And I understand the psychology of like bad man loses, good man wins. And I beat you, you suck. But it Mm -hmm. just always feels so hollow. I mean, we've talked about that here when someone does a promo where they just run someone into the ground by saying how much they suck and then they beat them. And then you're like, oh, okay, I guess I guess they did suck. Um, From a storytelling perspective, that's not very nuanced storytelling and therefore not terribly satisfying. Uh, But I think she did. I loved that match. I think she's going to be a star. I would love to see her run with it for a while. I don't know who (laughs) competitors really are. (laughs) Um, Well, with with Britt Baker out. Don't. Uh, It's broke my heart. We'll talk about that later, I know. Yeah, we'll Um, talk about that later. But I I did love the Chris Statlander-Penelope Ford match for what it was. I mean, they they had to put it together last minute because Britt was out. Mm -hmm. And they were able to do that. They were able to have a good match. I like Penelope Ford. I think um, she's coming on leaps and bounds. They're, now they're letting her do stuff. Um, yeah. And I, I love Chris Statlander. I, I don't care that she's an alien Brit. Again, we'll talk about that later. But um, yes. Yes, <laughs> I think we will. she's a great alien. Um, and then at the end of the 18 hours of wrestling, I got to see a horsey. So everyone's a winner. What else do you want out of outside of a horsey? I, a horsey. I got to see a swimming pool. I got yeah. a new drone. Oh, I'm still sad that Vanguard's gone, but I'm excited about Neo. I got to see, see Kenny drink some milk. I got to see someone <laughs> ring a bell. Like I, I got to see Sammy Guevara get run over 18 more times. Like I got to see an actual murder at the end of the event. Like holy yeah. shit! Now that's a good show. Oh my god, it was. It was so much fun. I got to see Jericho beat up the mascot. 
Jacksonville Jaguars mascot. I can't even pick a moment that I loved the most because yeah. it was so good. From It was so fun. It could have been too long. It could have been dumb. I think the commentary was just the right balance of what the fuck is going on and we're here to help you through this. And it made me so happy. It it was so I've sent it to everyone I know I've sent the YouTube video of it to everyone I know because whether they're a wrestling fan or not who doesn't need to see that right now it's so great yeah. everything at plus a horse exactly um, I don't know that, if we got the horse's name did we get the horse's name I feel like I want the horse's name uh the horse's name Vanguard 2 oh he was reincarnated um, as a horse next uh on Wednesday the inner circle still held a celebration even though they had a bunch of t-shirts they had to move, which I love. <laughs> which you can buy on Pro Wrestling Tees for half price, which I'm yeah. so tempted to do. I kind of want to get one. I, I think I might, I might get one. Why it's not? $12.50. I mean, buy our t-shirt first, but then buy their t-shirt. Come on. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, so a, great. it's a two for one, except you buy them separately and ours is full price. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson showed up at Jericho oh, and Mike God, Tyson. I forgot about that. Thanks. Had a pull apart brawl after after Tyson had a pull apart brawl with his T-shirt. After Tyson struggled to take his T-shirt off and was led into the ring like a doped up circus bear and shoved at Chris <laughs> Jericho. Apologize to me right now. Okay, you look great. Apologize to me before I knock your damn teeth down your throat. You understand me? Don't hold your breath, Le Champion. Oh, Jericho, oh, no. slugging Tyson. Tyson trying to look at right hand on Belfort by Jericho. And, and the, My God, all hell is breaking loose. All hell is breaking loose here. The locker room is empty to restrain Chris Jericho and Iron Mike Tyson. I don't like it. I think that goes without saying, but fuck me. Oh, I'm like, they're going to make that man fight that other man. And one of those two older than necessarily is healthy to be fighting men definitely is in no shape to be doing such a thing jericho was great let's find the joy jericho was fantastic that's right when you pitch what if we got mike tyson my answer would be like what if it was 2020 (laughs) yeah yeah i just don't think it's a great look it's just so weird they might as well have gotten rodman at least he's more relevant now because of the last yeah. dance. And Everybody I have, like, just watched some questions him. to ask him about Korea. Like, you know, yeah. just curious. So you could be like, <laughs> what was that, Dennis? <laughs> like, ah, good point, Dennis. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent point. Well made. We just need Space Jam 2 and nothing else. Let's just all agree on that. Let's just only look, look forward to that. Some of us don't think we needed Space Jam 1. Yeah, I said it. Yes, I said it. I'll say it again. I don't know that we needed it. Cuts I don't know bone. that we did. Cuts to the bone. I love the Looney Tunes too much. I love them too much. <laughs> you can to love something at, too much. To out. put them over the basketball player can't act. I would have rather seen Charles Barkley in that movie. I thought you were going to say Charles Manson. And I don't know why. And I don't know where that came from. I'm like, wow, Man, Al. Bugs Bunny, you terrible at basketball. <laughs> you running up and down the court. I saw you throw the ball out of bounds. You got this little bird over here. He can't even shoot. I mean, that's what I want. Give me Charles Barkley in Space Jam. I will. I will. Make a Space Jam 3. Let's, maybe we could make it. Let's crowdfund it. Yeah. If you are interested in seeing Space Jam 3 as directed by Hal Lublin, um, please send $1,000 to yeah. me. There, there we go. And it's starring... Done. 
the round mound of rebound. Don't you want to watch him call Sylvester a knucklehead? Come on. He is uh, a we have a number one contender to that ugly ass belt, and it is Jungle Boy. <laughs> After a very entertaining, I will say that AEW does uh, battle royals way yeah. better than WWE does, yeah. with the exception of the Royal Rumble, which is my perfect baby from heaven. Yeah, exactly. Done, yeah, they've done really great work with their battle royals, and I, I it feels like a cop out to say it, but I think it's because they've got so many people who are used to working so very hard on the indies. Uh, putting their own matches together and finding their spots and making it work. Yeah. Whereas a WWE battle Royal is so heavily yep. scripted. They're used to working together rather than waiting for their turn. And sure. you see it. Love that too. Two other things to, well, three things to touch on. Number two, uh, number, number three, I'll go from three to one in, in importance. Please do. Number three, Brian Cage beat Lee Johnson. We learned that Taz is, is going to be Brian Cage's coach. And we had Moxley on commentary doing the thing that we talked about, which is talking up his opponent and yeah. making him sound good so that when he eventually beats him, because Brian Cage is monster of the week, then it'll mean something. That's Brian Cage, the machine. Beat him if you can. Survive if he lets you. Wow. Well, there you go. You knew being the champion, they could come at you. Well, this is going to be fun. Another fight for Mox and that AEW Heavyweight Championship sometime this summer wow. at Fighter Fest against that man. Number two is Matt Hardy is the Mick Foley of AEW now oh, that he can switch between personas. No, it's fun. Oh, though. I like it. I'm not talking. Look, yeah, okay. I know you think I know, <laughs> just because I'm not a fan of broken Matt Hardy and don't think he belongs in wrestling matches or stuff. I'm a fan of Matt Hardy, the person. I like the version of Matt Hardy that we got in the match. Can yeah. he stay for a long time? And then we'll just bring out the broken every once in a while. Like it's fine you have by to me. break him. I just, Make I mean, you know how I feel about Finn and his demon alter ego. So I do understand where you're coming from. Um, I, I enjoy Broken Matt Hardy, but I, I know he's not for everyone. But I loved that. I loved the, oh, we were thinking a few more years back from that, actually. I was like watching the Bucks live out their childhood dreams on screen yeah. with their little faces every time he came out and they can't even hide it. Like they cannot hide how happy they are. I do love that. That joy is contagious and I did enjoy it. I expected him to come out in full high voltage gear <laughs> when they wanted him to take it back. I was like, oh, is he going to do, are we going to get Omega wrestling Matt Hardy? Are we going to get the full fringe so bodysuit? And he, how good did he look? Like how good does great. Matt Hardy look? He's a 46 year old man who mm -hmm. has not had an easy, easy, easy time of it is not in the peak of fitness throughout his entire career the way that the wrestlers are today the way they're conditioned and trained and yeah. like he, every time he would go down and get back up i kept saying i realize we've been in this house for a really long time but i kept saying to jeff we're like do you know how hard it is to fall down and get back up loads of times it's just really tiring it's just dead exhausting he must be knackered he must be absolutely knackered just from falling down and getting back up and it's like it didn't it didn't change how many times he was knackered but i'm like it's so impressive he's so good he's still yeah. doing all of his big moves and he doesn't take an easy break i i i think he's doing some of his best work and i love it now, his match with the Young Bucks was against Private Party and Joey Janela, which is a match they won, after which uh, Butcher and Blade came and attacked the Young Bucks. And who should show up in the same, uh, in, in the reserve parking for people who have pickup trucks and want to hit <laughs> barriers? It was a different but truck. 
So, you know, but yes, that's where you go. Cash and Dax showed up, who you may know better as Dash and Dawson. They were the revival. They're now FTR, which means fuck the rest, making their debut and saving the Bucks. Standoff here between two great tag teams. FTR and the Young Bucks, in the eyes of many, including mine, a dream tag team scenario. But FTR making an entrance and making their presence felt. Is there some tenuous, what, uh, what, is there some sort of a, of an understanding uh, between these <laughs> uh, two teams? Will they be friends? I'm so excited. I was so happy. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure I was into the slow drive in and then the careful get out the car and then the run to the ring because I'm like, it still took some of the surprise out of it. It did take, if you just run down the ramp, it might have had more impact. But I'm just crazy like that. Um, maybe they were very into social distancing and stayed in their car all day until they just drove straight down and took a direct route to the ring. But I'm yeah. very excited about it. I love them. I interviewed them at Mania in New York last year and they were just utterly delightful and two of the most passionate men I've ever spoken to about wrestling. They love wrestling so much and I am thrilled to see that they have landed somewhere where they will be valued and respected and uh, able to really shine. I think they're going to be amazing and I'm beside myself for it. I agree. If you have any thoughts on what we've discussed so far, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back to talk about WWE's week. This is Tights and Fights. Hey, I'm Janet Farney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of 95, we did it! Or a time of angst, disappointment and confusion we're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place but enjoy adulthood i guess the truth is it was both so join me on the jv club podcast where i invite some great friends like Kristen bell angela kinsey oscar nunez neil patrick harris and keegan michael key to talk about high school the good the bad and everything in between my teenage mood swings are getting harder to manage the jv club find it on maximum fun Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelk. All right, let's break down all the things that happened. Uh, SmackDown and Raw. They finally took a note from AEW and added wrestlers to the audience, most of which are NXT yeah. trainees, including Simone Johnson, who you may know her daddy, He the Rock. She was there, and I think it added a ton to everything. The wrestlers had someone to play off of. Like it it got way better very quickly. And it was much more enjoyable for me to watch, specifically Raw, which I haven't really enjoyed that much lately. Yeah, I enjoy it more. I question the efficacy of a plexiglass shield. Are you not, like, putting the wrestlers that are behind the shield more at risk because you're enclosing them in a smaller space? 
I don't know. And also it was very distracting for me with camera work wise because you could see reflections in the plexiglass quite often. And I thought people were running around outside and I'm like, can you please tell everyone to pipe down? Which I didn't love. But the, the sound and the ambience, yes, I understand it. I did hear that they were made to stand up for like the entire day and they weren't allowed to sit down at all, which well came from a pretty but- reliable source and made me really sad because I love a sit down. <laughs> Think about how often they have to squat. They probably are like, oh, I don't have to be in a sitting position. Great, I'll stand. <laughs> I I'm, just like I'm... hours, like literally, it's just the madness, isn't it? Add that to the list with sneezing and showing weakness and agreeing. Also needing a sit down after eight hours. I used to work retail and we were not allowed to sit or lean or prop ourselves yep. or do anything. And it is Same. exhausting standing up for that long. We're not meant to do it. So that was my take. Didn't care for the plexiglass. Would love for them to have a little sit down, uh, but really enjoyed their additional ambiance and what they brought to the shows. Biggest news coming out of Raw is Apollo Crews getting his first singles title, defeating Andrade to win the U.S. championship in a very, very good match. And he delivered a good, heartfelt promo afterwards. And I know when my body gave out on me against Andrade, I know exactly what people were thinking. They were thinking, well, that's it. He blew his chance. He's never going to get another one. But I never gave up. I never quit on myself. I always believed in myself. And now, Charlie, I can stand in this ring and say to the whole world (laughs) that I'm the new United States champion. Woo! That feels so good to say! You know, he was brought up initially very quickly to Raw, given no character development whatsoever. It was like destined to fail. And so when he failed, it would be easy to imagine Vince going, well, he didn't work out and not look at maybe the creative could have been better. Maybe we rushed it. I was at a time when a lot of people were being brought up too quickly and not given any development. Credit to him for sticking around. Yeah. Continue to work. He's obviously super talented. And and when he got another opportunity to show it off, he didn't disappoint. Yeah, seems like the nicest guy, too. Like You yeah. never hear anyone say anything except for what a great guy he is um, throughout promotions and across divisions. So, like, yeah, yay him. I hope he does something really great with it. I hope they let him actually play around, do some stuff. Would like to see. Yeah, I'm enjoying Seth Rollins and his continued development as a heel He's added Austin Theory to his group of acolytes. Uh, Murphy and Austin beat Alistair Black and Umberto Carrillo. After, uh, and then they threatened. <laughs> you giggling. Look at you. This is this new thing. It's taking out people's eyes. He's an eye hunter. Yeah. He wants everybody to have a patch. No. Hey, shut up. Come on. Shut your mouth and listen to me. You need to understand. Listen to me. Hey, hey, don't move. Don't take another step where that kid loses an eye. Don't take another step. Stay right there. Now, both of you, shut up and listen to me. I understand what you're trying to do. You want to fight for Rey Mysterio, but Rey Mysterio was sacrificed for the greater good. And if you two continue to stand in my way, then everything that he sacrificed for will be in vain. I mean, you do need them, and most people have got one. So it's actually a really smart thing to collect. And here's the other great thing that I think happened. The Iconics appeared. They made up with one another in a way that felt sincere. And then they had a promo segment with Nikki Cross and, and Alexa Bliss in which Alexa did almost no talking. 
The other three women all talked. They did a ton of character development. Mm-hmm. They built interest in their feud. And it was nice to see that because Bliss doesn't need to talk. We no. already know how good she is at it. She has a long resume. But to give the other three characters, I just thought it was really smart. I really enjoyed it. It made me more excited to see see their match. This feels like the redo that the Iconics needed initially. Yes. They won the titles, which was great and very exciting. But it was also like, it also came out of nowhere. There was yeah. no expectation that they would win. So it became a shocking win that never really got capitalized on in yeah, any way, agree. shape, or form. I didn't enjoy the sanity erasure. <laughs> The complete just abandonment of the and denial of the fact that Nikki was in a faction for like more than a year. But you know, she came from Glasgow and had no one and nothing until she met Lexi. So I was like, wait a second. And then I remembered that I'm not supposed to remember things. And then that I was fine. But I thought she did was- great. I thought she did amazing work. She's really, really good on the mic. She's really, yeah. really fun. Um, I'm so pleased. I was really worried about her during the cull, and I'm really glad that she uh, made it through because I think she's got a lot of talent. Drew McIntyre will be facing Bobby Lashley at Backlash with MVP in his corner. I like MVP as a manager, and I think that's what Bobby Bobby Lashley is. I think it's because he doesn't have the voice you expect him to have Mm -hmm. when he speaks. You expect him to have a voice that feels like rougher and deeper. And he just sort of has like a, hey, I'm a regular. It sounds like he could be like going, like your lawyer going over legal briefs with you. Yes. Yes, he's very serious. Like he sounds kind of like your science teacher rather than that geography teacher who pulls out his guitar every couple of weeks. And you're just like, oh my God, I love when that guy tells me a thing. It's more like, oh, that guy's telling me a thing. And you stop listening. So I think this will help him. I think Leo Rush was great for him for that reason. I think Lana was bad for him for that reason, because she highlighted his flaws rather than made up for some of his weaknesses and highlighted his strengths. I think MVP is doing a great job of knowing what to do. And that's partly experience, right? Like MVP has got a ton of experience working with every kind of person. Lana was doing the job she was told to do to the best. And and Lana's great. I have no problem with Lana. Lana Rusev, one of the greatest pairings of all time. Let us never forget. She commanded him out at WrestleMania in a tank. But (laughs) the Lashley-Lana thing, just imagine if he'd never had to go through that where he could be now. But it's fine because he's here now. Yay! Yeah, he's. I think he's in a good spot now. He's great in the ring. Again, like, he does seem like it. He does seem like the kind of guy I would love to hang out with. Yeah. Like, let's oh, just hang out. So let's go nice. get lunch. He was so chill. nice. When they brought him over, I was a little bit like, oh, I'm a little bit intimidated. Like, I don't know as much about him because he wrestled a lot while I wasn't watching. And obviously, mm-hmm. I'd done my research. I knew what, what was going on from a journalist perspective. But I'm like, oh, he's like such a big, serious dude. Is this going to be a difficult interview? Because usually the easiest interviews are when people are chatty and fun and engaged. And I was yeah. like, oh, he's not going to be like that. But he was the nicest dude. I'm glad that they didn't give up. I heard from somebody recently, I forget where I read this, somebody was saying they were excited to see Drew McIntyre as a heel champion. Because I feel like the babyface aspect of it, I I like Drew McIntyre a lot. There is something very vanilla about this version of him. There is a fire to him when he is in the chase and a fire to that character in general. And now it feels like he's more sort of lay back he's like he's like the confident champion there's something wrong with that it's a little bit boring for me yeah and i want to see him turn the corner and become the unstoppable like he needs to become the monster he defeated i think that's a really interesting i feel like i want to see him as 
an arrogant brute. Like, I want to see him not just like, not a cowardly heel, not a cheating heel. I want to see him as like an incredibly arrogant heel. I hope he gets to run with it long enough that we get to see some twists and turns. Yes, Yay. I hope so too. That could, feels like by by SummerSlam he could be a heel. Like give him a year run with the belt. Yeah, give him a, give him, him a run. He looks um, so good. Like he does. Give him the right like competitors. Give him the right storylines. There is mm-hmm. no reason that man. There's no reason he can't be what you were trying to do with Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns can be it too. But there's no yep. reason why he's not another megastar for you. He looks amazing. Yes. He's good in the ring. He's great on the mic. Give him the right matches. Roman Reigns has got to be the guy that dethrones him. And if that means we wait a while awesome. for it, then it's then it's worth it. It's Even all the better. better for him, all the better yep. for Roman Reigns. You, I just I would like to see those two long-haired, beautiful men kick the living shit out of each other. That's what yes. I would like. My birthday's in October. I'm just saying. Put it in your calendars. That's that's what I'd like, please. All right. Thank you. I'll, I'll take it for I'll Christmas. I'll start making calls. I'm not fussy. <laughs> My birthday's in January, so we're right in there. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and then your next birthday wait. is I'll also wait. in October. That's fine. Uh, Nia Jax is now the number one contender to Asuka's Raw Women's Championship after winning a triple threat match with Natalia and Charlotte, who was, who was on every show possible. Why not? That's They love that. We'll talk about that when we get to NXT. They love that. Yeah. Finally, just to give an update, it looks like we're headed towards a Daniel Bryan AJ Styles final in the Intercontinental Tournament. We'll know tonight as of this recording. The two semifinals matches. I know Daniel Bryan is wrestling Jeff Hardy. I cannot remember who AJ Styles is wrestling. Is it? Is it Elias? Could be. You know what? Don't look it up, Julian. Don't even tell me. <laughs> I don't want to know. The fact that I don't know is a failing on WWE's part. Truth. And <laughs> congratulations to Drew Gulak, who apparently has signed a new deal with WWE after his old one expired. He did not get released or cut. I guess they were continuing to negotiate the entire time, but the rumor is... That a new deal has been reached and uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy from a greater city. They poo that. Let's move on to NXT, where Drake Maverick made the finals of the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament after stealing a pin from Kushida, who had put Jake Atlas in an armbar. Uh, it was a really, really fun match. It was a really, really short match. <laughs> I was still fun. It was, it was quick. Fun. It felt like fast and quick, but it didn't feel like when it ended. Like, I to felt me, a little bit. I did feel like it was a little abbreviated. I felt like yeah. it could have gone another couple of minutes. Also, because the next, the following match was also very short. I'm like, what? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I would have. I just because I was having so much fun, I definitely could have got a few more minutes out of it. I don't really know if it was enough to showcase how amazing everyone was, and everyone was amazing. I would have loved to have seen Jake get a couple more moments before. He got double beat, which just like, I love him. And I would have loved to, I wanted to see him doing his funny bouncy things. He does funny bouncy things. I like it. I also love his jacket, which is just very great. Yeah. All three very talented. It's nice to see Drake, the story of Drake Maverick being cut and then continuing to advance. I do feel, I know this is, I'm, I'm trying to be really positive this week i do feel very slightly more manipulated than usual by the drake Mm. maverick story because we all saw the video he posted and we were all like fuck that's awful i feel so bad and then it was like oh they're gonna let me carry on so that's nice of him and then it's like i've got to win 
win for my life and my family. It's like, you have mentioned that. You have mentioned that, sir. I understand that must be very stressful for you. What a difficult predicament to be in and have to do your job. And every time he says it now, I'm like, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I've heard that. You have mentioned it. And it just feels a little bit, I don't know. Also, like, he didn't win. Kushida won, which I just... Hopefully that's building on a story later where we'll see a super fun heel turn where Drake wins and then refuses to give Kushida his shot. And we can see heel Drake, because I'd be into that, who's angry, stroppy, because I'm into heel Drake over really whiny, really whiny Drake. I'm sorry. I'm happy. I'm excited for the match. I assume Drake's going to win. I really hope it ends in him being like, no, Kushida, you're not getting a match. Screw you. I decide who gets matches, even though he doesn't. That's not his job. But, you know, (laughs) poor Jake getting beaten twice at once and poor Kushida getting shafted out of um, his legitimate win. But yay, Drake. Yeah. You know, um, there's a premise that I learned in sketch writing that maybe maybe is just part of writing in general. You, you, are you familiar with the term putting a hat on a hat? I'm not familiar with putting a hat on a hat, but also bear so, in mind I'm not a technically proficient writer, even though it is my job. Sometimes you write a sketch where there is one through line and one sort of running game. Yeah. And then you add other games to it. And yeah. by adding more, you're actually subtracting from the overall feeling. You're putting yes. a hat on a hat. It loses its effect. You're gilding the lily. Gilding the lily. Yes. Very s- similar thing. The... The Keith Lee of Mia Yim. Hi, welcome weird to having dinner <laughs> with flashlights, but then that Tegan Knox brought them. Uh, yeah, she brought them pizza, but she'd eaten the pizza, pizza and then she left. But she ate it, and then why are you talking to this and talking to that? <laughs> and here's a flower, and then the flower smells. I'm an angry little pixie that don't know how to tone my hair. I am four foot seven, but I think I'm a pit bull. And I've been in NXT for 25 years with no titles to show for it. And that's because I love living in the shadow of my sad excuse of a husband. Ready to eat? Uh, no, I'm not ready to eat. What was that? It, it adds on to it. You should, you should try it. Just, you just, here, take this and look away and talk. <clears throat> something in common with my action figures as we are the same size. I carry an imaginary flag for NXT even though nobody asked me to. And in the mornings when I wake up, I spend more time looking at myself in the mirror than I do my own wife. There was like nine hats on nine <laughs> other hats. <laughs> and I like all on. four of them. Yeah. I like the promos. But I would love to not do that ever again. I didn't hate it. I did. It it did feel awkward. And I thought, oh, this is not entirely working. The Tegan bit specifically. I'm like, buh, buh. Also, like, we're all eating takeout. So let's not start having to go at women who um, make takeout for their husbands. Because that's dangerous. Flying dangerously close to the wind. Let's not do that. Um, uh-huh. Women should be making dinners. On one hand, I'm like, oh, it's awkward and it's endearing because they're a real couple who have been pushed into this real couple feud. I liked that they were making fun of it. I liked the idea at the beginning that Keith didn't understand what she was doing. That, like, I always enjoy those things where one person is doing a thing and the other person is trying to pretend it's real and go, what are you doing? What are you looking over there? Uh, yeah. That always amuses me. 
I loved it. Fleabag, when Fleabag breaks the fourth wall and then the priest says, who are you talking to? And it's like, oh my God, he knows. Um, anyway, my Lindsay Loves Fleabag <laughs> hour is also available um, for free anytime you see me. Please, please ask me. Um, ask so, me yeah. more. Yeah, it didn't fully work, did it? I just want to see him beat the shit out of each other. Like, I don't need yep. to see dueling promos of who's a worse wife. Um, you, you're right. If the thing is like, you you order takeout. Yeah, yeah, I get takeout because I'm too busy training to kick your fucking ass in the yeah. ring yeah it's like oh yeah no i'm a bad cook because uh, it turns out i've spent my life on the road training to be an amazing wrestler motherfucker like it's yeah. very easy you can't really is johnny making dinner i don't know maybe johnny could make dinner for a change yeah. i don't know candace is too busy as mia did correctly point out badly toning her hair she is doing a terrible job of that and i i'm sorry for her because there are online tutorials i could help her out it is badly toned she was correct but um, it didn't turn me off the match. Like, I'm still excited to see. I assume we're going to get sure. Mia. I think we're getting Mia Candice next week, right? And then I want the intergender tag match in your house. If they just give me Johnny Keith in your house for the belt, I guess that's okay. But I'm mad because I feel like they've teased me with intergender or mixed match because we'll never get intergender. But I feel like they've teased me with mixed match and they're actually going to serve me up the women as the NXT appetizer and then give me the men's US match as the in your house main. And yeah. I better get the in mix match tag the week after as dessert. I had better or I'll be buying a pizza, eating it all and sending it to someone's house and making them pay for it. Yeah, that's a thing mean yeah. people do on the internet. Meh. Uh, I have a rumor to share. Ooh. Dude. Rumor is that imminently... The original bro, Matt Riddle, will be called up to the SmackDown roster. That which would be make true. sense. That better given the be fact true. That he lost to Timothy Thatcher when he passed Again, out. Kurt Angle pit. was there. He was there. Nice trainers. I liked his sneaks. Um, yeah. So firstly, loved the match. Really enjoyed yep. the match. Loved the concept. Mm-hmm. They were doing something new. It was very exciting. When Riddle jumped off the top and like rolled in at the beginning of the match, I was very excited Um, Mm -hmm. like if i'd have had a drink i would have spat it out didn't need the fake teeth spot that seemed a bit silly to me but apparently this is the week when i ceased to be able to suspend my disbelief with wrestling but it it sold that it was a crazy aggressive match i guess and he's already got broken teeth so why not assume but if his teeth are so shoddy i feel like i could slap him and they would fall out so I don't know. But it was a super fun match and I was really confused as to why he had lost what should have been a Matt Riddle designed win. It made for Matt. Yeah. I think he awesome went out match. on his back. Yeah. And if that's true, then I am 100% down to it because how long have we been saying send him to SmackDown? Um, I, do, I do love him. I just want some little shoesies. I just want some little shoesies. I'm so worried no. about his tippy toes. Hey, he'll do it until his feet get hurt and then they'll make him wear shoes, just like with Rusev. But I feel like maybe he's so high he can't feel his feet and he won't know yeah. that they're hurt. And I that concerns me. I can't feel my feet me. when I'm with you because <laughs> I'm wrestling. That's what I should have started Aww. the show with. But it, <laughs> Go back, it, Julian. It doesn't add make it, sense. Hold back, on. Julian. Now rewind and we'll add that song in. No, we won't do it. Nobody will get it. Nobody will get it. Nobody will get it's it. We, we didn't it's earn fine. it. We didn't earn it. Okay. Well, we'll always have it. That's right. It'll us. be our thing. <laughs> Folks, if you have any thoughts on what we've discussed, here's what you do. 
There's very specific instruction for you. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Links to those, they're in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. Judge John Hodgman won a Webby in the comedy podcast category. After 10 years of production, Judge John Hodgman has finally won the Susan Lucci of the Webbies. What is Judge John Hodgman? Comedy writer and television personality John Hodgman settles disputes between friends, family, co-workers, partners, and more. Is Machine Gun a robot? Should a grown adult tell his parents about his tattoos? Should a family be compelled to wear matching outfits on vacation? Listen to Judge John Hodgman to find out the answers to these age-old disputes and more. If you haven't listened to Judge John Hodgman, now is a great time to start. Judge John Hodgman is available on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined by... Lindsay Kelk. Folks, each week we try to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. And we call it the three count. Lindsay? I had a really hard time choosing a thing. Um, I did want to put over, because this happened uh, after we recorded last week and we weren't able to mention it, I did want to add our voice, uh, which is less putting over and more... Well, you know, I'm putting over our listeners because I think on the whole, they are good people. Uh, And obviously with the tragic passing of Hannah Kimura um, that occurred last week after we had recorded, which is terribly sad. And I don't think it helps us to speculate or add anything that hasn't already been said, except that obviously our condolences and our thoughts to her friends and family. uh, Mm -hmm. And also, yay, our listeners, I think, for being by and large a good part of the Internet that lifts people up. Let's do that uh, rather than drag people down. So that's one thing I wanted to say. Um, And then I would also like to put over water because um, apparently (laughs) that's a big thing in NXT right now. Everyone's drinking water. Um, Johnny and Candice apparently at home only drink water. Keith and Mia toasting with a nice fresh glass of water. And then my favorite part of the whole show, the um, Oni Lork and Danny Birch promo, where they went to the pub, which is curious because they're not open in England, so I guess they weren't in England, for a nice ice cold pint of water, uh, like lads do, having a nice pint of water with the lads. What did I talk about last week? We were hitting harder, we were hitting faster. We just connected so much more. Is that why you did that Imperium pose? <laughs> of course it was, mate. We have to call those boys out. I'm not gonna sit and wait for Imperium to have a long title reign. So I'll propose a toast to Tony Lawkin and Danny Birch taking the NXT Tag Team titles off of Imperium. You know what? Throw them up. I do like them as a tag team. I've seen Oni Lorcan when he was Biff Busick in PWG a bunch of times, and he's always the most fun. I think he does great work on social media. I think their in-ring work is great. I feel like they haven't had a proper chance yet. 
and I would be thrilled to see an Oni Lorcan, uh, Danny Butch um, tag team go up against Imperium. I think I, I would have them win. I would have them win because I think they're super, super fun. Bring it back to NXT, send Imperium back to NXT UK as and when it's up and running. Just some lads doing some lad stuff. If Guy Ritchie made a tag team uh, and I, I don't hate it, <laughs> so I'm putting them over. I love it. Uh, I would have put over uh, something from AEW. Compet- Again, Wednesday nights. Just the two programs going head to head. Dr. Britt Baker showed up in her wheelchair to give a promo and explain the conspiracy theory behind all of her injuries and who's to blame. Here's a clip. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I present to you the evidence. Here, here we have a web of evils all centered on the brains of the operation madam aubrey edwards coincidence coincidence she just so happens to be around every single time i'm injured concussion aubrey was there broken leg aubrey was there broken nose aubrey was somewhere She's Brilliant. so good. So good. I love she her so much. She will be back for All Out. Oh, it's so, so far away. I know, but sh- at least we know she'll be back for it, and I'm sure we'll get further. I hope uh, we so better. I really hope we don't lose her in that whole time, because I would like to keep seeing these updates from her. <laughs> oh, when she said that Chris Statlander's being an alien was a crock of shit was like, the yep. greatest moment of my entire life. Just amazing. So good. So much Love swearing so on much. AEW this week. It was I know. Well, they're the grown-up ride. show. They for grown-ups. Um, I also, very quickly, I, we didn't get a chance to talk about this. The action figures yes. are the most hideous action figures I've ever seen. <laughs> that point of articulation at the sternum does not need to exist. One of them, they had the, where they had the figure pose, you could clearly see the hole from the gap in between the pecs and the abs. Yeah. Stop. I mean, it's maybe they need late. to do curls maybe they're doing a lot of pilates those action figures I mean, they're doing roll-ups like figure something figure out another piece of technology that is <laughs> they, that is not the reveal i think they were hoping for and i want to collect them all because i feel like they'll be like <laughs> they were gone so fast we never really saw any of them in stores it'll be like the the uh, power of the force star wars figures <laughs> where they were like it's 1985 people still like star wars right and then now they're worth a ton because nobody bought them. Aww. That does it for this episode of Tights of Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk along with me, Hal Lublin. I'm doing live streams with We Got This, and the only way you'll know when they're happening is by following me on social media at Hal Lublin or subscribing at youtube.com forward slash We Got This Podcast. A lot of fun stuff happening. There, there's one that we did yesterday. If you're listening to this on the day of release, you can go back and watch it. It will be available for you. And uh, there's another thrilling adventure show coming up on June 27th. All the previous shows are available to watch. And when you get a ticket to to watch it virtually, you are helping support food banks across the United States. So do that. They're very good shows. I just got to do a scene with Keegan-Michael Key, which is a lot of fun. Uh, We've never really played together before. Now we have. And you can see it. And raise money for charity. 
mind blown. Also, one more thing. If you have Amazon Prime Video, check out Gary Busey Pet Judge, specifically episode four. <laughs> you might recognize one of the plaintiffs. Lindsay? Ooh, well, now I just want to go watch that. Um, you have me at Pet Judge. So, <laughs> I mean, anything above and beyond that is, is uh, gravy. Um, I, I've got books. Please read them. I have books. Um, there, there's a bunch out. There's a new one coming out soon called In Case You Missed It. You can pre-order it. And then it's like a present to future you from current you. And that's always nice. Isn't it fun when something arrives and you weren't expecting it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought the Bella Twins book and read some of it on your behalf. So don't spend your money there, um, is what I'm saying. Um, please buy one of my one of my fictional books instead. Um, I think I think you'll enjoy it. Um, oh, support libraries, and uh, you could get free trials on Audible and Kindle Unlimited, and they're there too. So please check that out. Thank you. All right, that's all the time our producer Julian Burrell has for this week. He's got to get back to the <laughs> island Zane in Animal Crossing on his Nintendo Switch. You can become his friend on Discord. And you can visit his island and see in his basement where he has set up a Tights and Fights recording studio. So uh, Usually I don't recommend seeing. you to go to wrestling fans' basements with them, but Julian but seems safe. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe he'll show up. I got to have like, a, like 12 bench presses on that island. If you don't, I'll start sending you some <laughs> from my, uh, my collection. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. Buy our t-shirt. Put us on your back. You need some extra clothing to wear with the sweatpants you have on every day. <laughs> Why not do our shirt? It's comfortable. It's nice material. And it doesn't have that tight fit that wrestling shirts have where they, where they assume that you all are built like Brian Cage. Anyway, we'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.